Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel, and we're in the eighth chapter. And we've looked at the first 14 verses where Daniel has had a vision. <laughs> he had a vision of a ram and of a goat. Now, let's look at the last portion of the eighth chapter where there's actually an interpretation of the vision or an understanding of the vision. And you'll see why I use that particular term because there's even some curious things related to that. So uh, let me do what I've done in, in, with the previous part of it. Let me just read it in its entirety from verse 15 through uh, verse 27. That'll be the balance of the chapter. And I'll probably just read it today, and on subsequent episodes, we'll talk a little bit about uh, various things like we've done in the past. So this is Daniel, chapter 8, verse 15. When I, Daniel, had seen the vision, uh, just, just a second right here. Have you noticed how Daniel does this every time? <clears throat> He's done this three times, I think, maybe four times. So far, he says, when I, Daniel, to where you know exactly who it is that's speaking at this moment, so he says, when I, Daniel, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it. And behold, standing before me was one who looked like a man. So Daniel has seen the vision. Okay, he's seen it. Now, is he still in the vision or has the vision ceased and now we have another incident happening? Well, we'll read and we'll just see what we can glean, okay? So he, he says, behold, standing before me was one who looked like a man, verse 16. And I heard the voice of a man between the banks of the Ule, remember where he was standing, and he called out and said, Gabriel, give this man an understanding of the vision. So Daniel sees one like a man standing there, and it's Gabriel. How do I know this? Because the voice of a man, not the voice of this person, but a voice of a man between the banks of the Ule, Really, between the banks, that means it's like the, the voice is coming from over the river, over the canal, called out and told Gabriel to give Daniel an understanding of the vision. So Gabriel's going to give understanding. Verse 17, so he came near to where I was standing, and when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, Son of man, understand that the vision pertains to the time of the end. So what have we learned right here? Just from reading just simply the words, that this vision pertains to the time of the end. Daniel's called the son of man also, okay? And he says, I want you to understand this foundational thing. This vision pertains to the time of the end. Well, that begs the question, the end of what? Verse 18. Now, while he was talking with me, I sank into a deep sleep with my face to the ground, but he touched me and made me stand upright. Verse 19, he said, Behold, I am going to let you know what will occur at the final period of the indignation, for it pertains to the appointed time of the end. So there's the time frame again. He said in verse 17, It pertains to the time of the end. Verse 19, for it pertains to the appointed time of the end. 
appointed, which means it's declared, that it's predetermined. Appointed by who? Well, we'll see. Verse 20. The ram which you saw with the two horns represents the kings of Media and Persia. Okay, great. Now we're finally getting some real names here. Now remember when he had this vision. First verse tells us he had this vision in the third year of the reign of Belshazzar. Well, Belshazzar was a Babylonian king. You know, when we read the first six chapters, we realized at the end, of the, by the sixth chapter, uh, that uh, the Medo-Persian Empire had taken over, and Daniel's dealing with that leadership. But now, when he had this dream right here, he did not know that, okay? So we see in verse 20, the ram which you saw with the two horns represents the kings of Media and Persia. Verse 21, the shaggy goat represents the kingdom of Greece. And the large horn that is between his eyes is the first king. And so we know on this side of this uh, who the first king was of Greece. We know the history of it. We know how the city-states were joined together under one man, etc., etc. Verse 22, the broken horn and the four horns that arose in its place represent four kingdoms which will arise from his nation although not with his power. And that's speaking of the, of the king of Greece. So the Lord is actually fleshing out a lot of detail here for Daniel and for us, okay? Uh, verse 23, In the latter period of their rule, when the transgressors have run their course, a king will arise, insolent, and skilled in intrigue. Remember the small horn that would arise out of one of the four horns? Okay. He's going to be insolent and skilled in intrigue. Verse 24, his power will be mighty, but not by his own power. Now, let me read that again. Think on that. His power will be mighty, but not by his own power. What does that mean? Particularly in light of what Daniel saw in the vision and what's being said now. Verse 24 continues. And he will destroy to an extraordinary degree and prosper and perform his will. He will destroy mighty men and the holy people. So we see what this one is that will have mighty power, but it's not his own power. He's going to destroy, and he's going to destroy to an extraordinary degree. He's going to prosper. When we think of prosperity, we think of sort of good things, right? He's going to prosper in evil. He's going to perform what he wants to do. He's going to destroy mighty men and the holy men. Now, verse 25. And through his shrewdness, he will cause deceit to secede by his influence. And he will magnify himself in his heart. And he will destroy many while they are at ease. He will even oppose the prince of princes. But he will be broken without human agency. Verse 26, the vision of the evenings and mornings, which has been told is true, but keep the vision secret, for it pertains to many days in the future. Then I, Daniel, was exhausted and sick for days. Then I got up again and carried on the king's business, but I was astounded at the vision, and there was none to explain it. 
<laughs> That's the interesting little phrase right there. We, you know, I think we can understand how this comes about, that Daniel is exhausted. This type of thing really saps the energy from you when you have a, an encounter like this. And he's sick for days, just physically sick. He gets up. He's going about the king's business. He doesn't say a word to anybody. But he's still astounded. Okay, he's still astounded. And he still, he says that there's no one to, to uh, give me under, uh, to explain it. Okay, no one to explain the vision. There must be a distinction here. Because in verse 15 and 16 uh, and 17, all three of those verses, we see that uh, Daniel sought understanding. We see that God, uh, a voice from, of a man, told Gabriel to give him understanding of the vision. And then he told him to understand that the vision pertains to the end of time. So he understood. Okay, He understood what it pertained to. He understood the powers that be. But there's a difference between understanding and explaining it. <laughs> Boy, let me tell you what, that, that will preach and sort of rock all of our worlds when we start thinking about it. See, we want to know everything about everything about everything. You know, there's elements of faith that are involved with this right here. Daniel remained astounded at this vision. Um, anyway, go read the eighth chapter of Daniel sometime before you recline upon your night bed today. Uh, the entire chapter, and you'll see what the Lord speaks to you. We'll talk more about this last half in the next episode. Uh, again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then.